Welcome to the Life Coach BFF podcast with Susan and Heather. For this episode, we chat with Lauren Waters, an over 40 style and beauty expert. Lauren's a New Yorker and a longtime beauty and style blogger who is all about growing younger. She blogs at Fountain of 30, and Beauty is a Bitch is the name of her podcast. We know that you're going to love Lauren because she is so much fun. So we're going to jump right into it. Your podcast is Beauty is a Bitch. Yes. And I was telling Susan about my favorite episode that I've listened to most of your podcast episodes and I absolutely love your podcast, but the funniest is the one about marriage. (laughs) <laughs> and where your co-host you talks about sex when you've been married for a long time and I've been married 25 years Susan has been married 30 years and so it, it just that was really real I mean everybody should listen to, and I think younger women that are in their 20s and 30s it's a great episode to listen to like just yeah, a little thanks. reality and less I think it was marriage the fantasy was what it was about versus the reality versus <laughs> reality yes it's a so. lot of hard work it's a lot of hard work yeah you so know you think it, it starts out great and then the kids come along and then it just it's a whole new ball game yeah, yeah. I, yes I warn mine that it's it's not even in the very beginning it's not great because I think the first year's the hardest first year and I told them I said you go good. you go from where would you like to eat? You're the most beautiful woman on the planet to what is for supper and yes. this is burned and who's going to take the garbage out? And it is, yeah, it's, it's a it is 180. Yeah, yeah. So they, they go from being your lover to your roommate and they're going to be just as annoying as your brothers and sisters. You know, it's true. Like I think, I think back on the beginning of my marriage and I... I don't know. We had a, we had a good first year. We, I don't know. I liked it. Um, I sort of liked it. It was a lot, it was fun. You know, I was in a new city and, and, uh, I, you know, we bought a new place. We got that ready. We moved into it and, you know, we had a, we had our first child in the second year. And I think, wow. and, and that was fun. Like, you know, we, mm-hmm. when I look back on that, I enjoyed that. Um, well, most of it, some of it was hard, um, but not on the marriage part. It was more like just me personally, mm-hmm. um, going from, you know, being selfish to now being selfless and, uh, that, you know, so, but then it got, it, I think it's after the kids come and you get into that route. I don't know. Eventually that's when it starts. Mm-hmm. It just, I didn't really notice it gradually slipping into something different, but it did. And now that I'm, I'm here and I look back, it's really different. So it just mm-hmm. sort of happened over time. Yeah. How old are, how old are your children? I have uh, an 11 year old and a nine year old, two boys. Okay. The yeah. same as, as me. Yeah. Two boys, nine and 11. Yeah. It's an it's interesting fun. stage. It is fun. And the sports are really fun. I think Lauren. Well, yeah, except we're not really here we're not really doing all that much with the sports you can't yeah no no so I've got one in karate um you know he's doing that but the team sport thing isn't happening 
really. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I'm choosing, I'm choosing for them not to really do team sports because there's just, I mean, I've got one child home on quarantine right now. So what happened? Why? Uh, uh, you know, he's in a, it, it's interesting. I've got one child in um, elementary school and the other one just started middle school. And the middle school is doing a hybrid. So he goes in two days a week and he does three days virtual. And then the younger one in elementary school is doing five days all in. And, you know, that's tough. And somebody in his class last week, last Friday, uh, going right into the weekend, we got an email at like 4.30 in the afternoon that someone in his class has COVID and um, we're quarantined. So I know he's okay because actually as it happened, we got tested for another reason. So we're fine and he's not showing any any symptoms or anything and we're all pretty healthy so far. So knock on wood, um, if I can find some that, you know, hopefully that'll <laughs> remain, but I'm getting everybody tested again tomorrow. I'm like the hyper test person. I'm like, <laughs> stick the swab up the nose, let's go, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Once was enough for me. I don't ever want to do it again. You no, know, it's not fun, but you know what? I just would rather be safe than sorry. So I'm like on a first name basis with this clinic. I'm like, hey, <laughs> it's Lauren. <laughs> it's, it's Lauren. I'm bringing the kids. Here we come. You know, and it's so funny. The kids, the kids went to camp this summer, so they got tested a lot. They okay. were tested. Yeah. So, um, there were a couple scares. It was fine. Um, we made it through summer, the camp fine. And, um, but you know, and I had it done a couple times. I never had a problem with the swab up the nose thing. And I'm like, Oh, it's not so bad. Last time we went, Oh my God, I felt it in my brain for like the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they say if, the, if you don't feel it in your brain, they're not doing it right. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, oh, this is a good one. Right. <laughs> Should work. Okay, Lauren, I have to tell you that you're definitely an influencer. Do you know how I know this? How? This morning, for the first time in probably a year, I found a Pop-Tart and started munching on the Pop-Tart. And then I got your email that said, I'm in my workout clothes. And I went, well, that just ruined the whole Pop-Tart. I took two bites and threw it in the garbage. Oh my God. I'm not kidding. I said, she's definitely an influencer. I did not mean to be on that one. Look, it went right in the trash. I mean, I felt so guilty. And I knew as soon as I started eating, I'm like, what am I doing? And then I looked at your email and I went, that's it. She's influencing me already. Here we are. I've never wanted to ruin somebody's Pop-Tart on purpose. (laughs) Look, you ruined it. It's over for the Pop-Tart. Okay, have you been practicing dog? Excuse me? Dog. See, you don't even know what I'm saying. Okay, Lauren, this is, this is Susan. This is how I met Lauren. This is so funny. So I'm out walking my dog and I turn on Instagram and I see Lauren has gone live. I'm like, oh, it's, I mean, it was a weird time of day. And I mean, I knew, I thought nobody else is going to be on. I just, I want to, I want to see what's going on because, you know, we're still in the trial and error process in this whole Instagram, Susan and I, podcasting, Instagram, it's all trial and error. Like really, my mom listens and watches, Susan's sister, you know, we're, we're, you know, that's our audience. Wouldn't you say so? (laughs) That's our audience. (laughs) So I get on, I'm like, let's see how a real pro does it. I'm like, Lauren, (laughs) 
<laughs> Lauren is a pro. Lauren has got 85. Not an Instagram live, I'm not. Oh, sissy, yes, you are. So Lauren has got 85,000 followers, Susan. And I'm like, wow, how does somebody with this kind of audience and a blogger do this? And oh, and then she lives in a big city. I'm like, she lives in New York. I mean, you know how impressed we are with this. So anyway, I turn around and she starts talking. I'm like, oh my goodness, she's a Yankee. I've never heard her talk before. This is really fun to listen. So I'm, I'm just, you know, Lauren, you're such a Yankee. Come on our podcast, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> you did. You did. And you were like making fun of my accent, which I love because I don't think I have one, you know? <laughs> yes, you you know. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. You have an idea. So Deanna a picture with her cute dog. Oh, D-A-W-G -D dog. I there got you go. Now, yeah. now, there we go. So that was your first Southern test right there. Yeah, so I, I failed. I failed. You failed. That was net minus one. Tell your boys minus one on the first question. Well, you know, it's funny. I have, I have relatives that are Southern and I'm, I, they always, they make fun of me too. So I'm used to it. Well, we, we love, we really do love you. I mean, my, my son-in-law is a Yankee. And okay. so before Susan gets started with our list, we just kind of want to see how well you can do with, with oh our Lord. Southern sayings. I we're going we're gonna to teach you some sayings to use on your relatives. That's right. Okay. All right. <laughs> we're going to teach you a few things, Lauren. Real. But you guys know that you can I worked out. really hard to get rid of my accent and to hear that I still have one because I'm from Buffalo. And let oh. me tell you, that's an accent like, like no other. So well, I worked hard to get rid of that. So I, let's, I'm going to fail miserably, I'm sure. But this should we'll be see. But okay, so the first thing is, so my son-in-law, we, we laugh and say that he's our token Yankee because he went to college at Purdue. He, he claims that he's from Indiana because his family was military. So that's where that's he was. Okay, yep. So my sweet little LP1, we, we call our children our little preciouses. So we have little precious one through four. So oh, my yeah. LP... Yeah, my LP1, that's, that's her husband. And so she told him one day, she said, I need to take a happy to my friend, Jess. Okay, he looked at her, look at your eyes, I love it. He looked at her and he went, a happy? What are you talking about? Do you know what we're talking about? I have no idea. Have you ever heard that term before that you're gonna give someone a happy? Are you gonna take someone a happy? Is that like a roadie? No, I have no idea. What is a roadie? Ah, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> a roadie, like when you take, oh, I shouldn't say this. Like when you take a glass of wine or a drink uh -huh. with you, a roadie. Oh, okay. We'll see. We're learning. Good. Good. Yeah. No, a happy, if you give someone a happy, and this is something, I mean, I hear this phrase probably every day from someone, I do. Um, sometimes multiple times a day, but that's a gift, but it's not like a, a real expensive gift. You would say, oh, if, some, if you gave someone something and they went, oh, you shouldn't have, you would go, oh, it's just a happy. So my- so a little something, a little, something. A little something. A little something. So my son-in-law said, he was just mortified. He said, do not ever say that again. That sounds like something really inappropriate. That you're gonna oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. So anyway, I wanted to know if you knew what happy was. No, I failed. 
Okay. <laughs> what number one? Done. No, that's okay. number two, Lauren. Minus <laughs> two. I'm about to start keeping score. Where's my pen? Okay, Susan. I didn't know dog. D dog. Dog is okay. your first one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Now, these are some phrases that you might want to throw out at your Southern relatives. <clears throat> now, have you ever heard, gets my goat? That gets my goat. Yeah, I have. Okay. 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 Good. Yeah. So, you know what that means. Yeah. Okay. What about stuck in my crawl? Yep. Okay. <laughs> I do okay, know that good. one. Yep. Good. Okay. All right. Now, now, do you know the difference in a spell? and a tizzy and a hissy fit. Okay. Uh, well, I know what a hissy fit is. I know what a tizzy okay. is. What is the first one? A spell. Oh, a spell. Now, I mean, I, I, I think I know what it is, but I'm sure your definition is different. Than mine, so. okay. <laughs> well, a spell can mean multiple things. Like you can say Aunt Ida had a spell. Oh yeah, Which I've heard that some, before. Okay. Some kind yeah. of medical thing. Right, right. Or like you're at the grocery store and you won't buy your kid something at the checkout and they have a spell you mean, like, a <laughs> you mean a yes. we call a that meltdown. a meltdown okay a meltdown yes okay yes oh yep. yes oh yeah all those days well yes yes oh yeah now do you know the difference in tight as dick's hat band and tight as the bark <laughs> on an oak tree <laughs> no no, this one's all new now. Okay, we're in, we're in, we're in uncharted waters here. Okay. <laughs> okay, these, these are things that my dad says all the time. Okay, tight as Dick's hat band means that you're tipsy, you're drunk. Oh, I love it. Tight. And tight as the bark on an oak tree means that you're stingy with your money. Oh, so we call that penguin arms. Oh. <gasps> Okay. Uh, really? Or I do. I do. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah, where you're, you know, you're like this. You can't reach your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> I'm going to have to use that. That is so funny. I don't know if that's a northern thing or just me. It's probably just me. Yeah. <laughs> so. You can make it a thing. We'll call it a northern oh, yeah. thing. Yeah, you know, why not? Why not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Let me, let me see now. Okay. What about a possum ran over your grave? Do you know well, what that means? No. I mean, <laughs> I know what a possum is. I know what a grave is. A possum running over your, I have no idea. No. You know how when you get one of those little shivers that just runs up your spine for no reason? Yes. That's when you do that, somebody will say, Ooh, a possum ran over your grave. Oh my God. <laughs> oh that's funny i like that i i can't think of any anything even remotely like that i, I will i think southerners are more superstitious than your average lot i, I think so i think so i'm yeah. starting to learn that okay i like it though All right. <laughs> you might you might just want to throw that in conversation somewhere must have okay. How about yeah. a raccoon? We have raccoons here. Yeah, you know? <laughs> we do too. You have possums? No possums? Not that I'm aware of, but I but I, rac raccoons are, are like raccoons live under our deck. 
like we see them come out at night sometimes yeah uh -huh. and then when you put your garbage out they uh -huh. go bananas and they try to we have to like jerry rig our garbage when we put it out the lid uh -huh. my husband's come up with like all these ways to keep it closed so the, the raccoons don't right. get in. possums are possums are not as smart as raccoons so, but they will get in your garbage, but they're not as ingenious as a raccoon, so. Yeah, ours are pretty smart. And I we mm -hmm. know that there's a couple that live like under our deck. Oh goodness. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Repeat yeah, they're, the, they're the pets we don't want. And they're bigger than my dog. So my dog, my, see, I would say dog. Right? Dog. <laughs> if you're gonna say D-A-W-G, you're gonna get dog. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You, can work like on it, it. you can work on it okay so have you ever been drunk as cooter brown is who cooter brown <laughs> do you know who cooter brown <laughs> 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 he's a oh, tied his dick's hat band yeah oh my God. You, brown? do you know who cooter brown was do you know no. okay i'm gonna tell y'all who cooter brown was okay <laughs> so i looked this up because I mean, I, and I have, my mother, I have heard her say this a million times. She'll go, he was as drunk as Cooter Brown. And I always growing up, I was like, who is Cooter Brown? Okay, Cooter <laughs> Brown lived along the Mason-Dixon line at the bottom of the Civil War. He had family on both sides and not wishing to be drafted by either the North or the South, he decided to get drunk and stay drunk so that he wouldn't have to fight in the war. So that's... <laughs> That's where that that's came one from. way of dodging a dodging the draft, I guess. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I always so, thought I always thought growing up that Cooter Brown was a man that lived in Delo, because that's where my dad's from is Delo. You thought your dad knew Cooter Brown? <laughs> I did. At least my grandmother <laughs> knew him. They talked about him all the time. <laughs> real person i mean i thought it was a real person just not you know a famous real person i just decided oh i think we should have gotten drunk as cooter brown to do this <laughs> hey we need lauren you need to do we do cocktails every friday night at five o'clock and you need to join us for this susan makes a cocktail live and we just visit for about an hour oh i'm i'm so in Okay, listen, you, you, yeah, we gotta do that. Okay, that'll be And fun. besides, your five o'clock is my four o'clock, which is like way cool. It's way better. Out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like way better. Way better. <laughs> way better. Okay, way so better. let me ask you this. Are, do we have any more? Where are we? Well, I, I am, you know, I have ADD and um, I really, I really have some beauty fashion questions for Lauren. Right. Oh, okay. That are bothering. Okay. I, you know how everybody, um, you know, will kind of tuck their shirt in, in the front where you can kind of see their belt. Yep. Okay. I look like a four-year-old when I do that. Can you like, give shot. me some tips, explain, like, I just, I can't figure out how they make it look good. You know, it's funny. I've been doing it for years and years and mostly this is kind of funny. Um, because I'm allergic to metal. And so when I wear my jeans, like I need to hide, I need to have the fabric between my skin and that little 
metal that's on the back of the snap or the button on the top of your jeans. I'm okay. also, also my, my belt buckles. Um, if that touches my skin, I will have a rash. I'll get a rash. So I've been doing a, I've been doing that French tuck for forever. So the trick to me is you want, it's gotta be a top that's a little big and a little, like a little long, um, but not huge. You can't like just say, oh, I'll French tuck it and I'll put on a top that's, you know, three sizes too big for me. Cause it's just not going to look right. So you want, you don't want to like blouse it out. It's, you want it tucked in and sort of against your skin. Mm -hmm. Not supposed to like hang over. So you just kind of want to tuck a little bit in and then you, you kind of, I don't know how to describe this with, you know, over a podcast because I can't show you, but um, <clears throat> sometimes look at, look at yourself um, sideways in the mirror and make sure it's not puffing out. And you just want a little bit of the fabric, like right there, right where the pants snap tucked in, and then you're going to kind of bring out the rest of it. So it hangs over your pants. Does that make okay. sense? So just a little bit in the middle. A little bit in the middle. Yeah. Okay. You don't go around either side. No, just and it's not, you don't go till you get to the sides. That's not really how it works. And it's just, okay. it kind of gives you a, some definition, like for somebody like me, um, and I know a lot of women and when we become middle age, we kind of thicken in the middle a little bit, like I'm losing my hips. Right. I'm my, so sorry that's happened to you, Lauren. Can we even relate to this? <laughs> <laughs> What is a muffin top? What are you talking about, Lauren? Really? I'm so sorry. Well, oh, oh, you're being, you're being sarcastic, aren't you? Um, <laughs> I know, I know. Well, you know, it's funny because I mean, I, I, um, I had spinal surgery, uh, which I'm very open about, about five years ago, and it totally changed my body. So I went from having hips to like, I call it the boy body, like I'm like a stick now. And I wear a belt. It's really funny because people are always like, oh, you wear these great, you know, like expensive belts. I'm like, because I need it to hold my pants up. I mean, if I don't wear a belt, my pants fall down, um, which may be TMI, but I need a belt. So it also creates the look of a waist. Um, so I, I kind of lost my hips and everything due to the surgery. And then I ended up having a revision a little over a year ago and it's even worse now. Like I will never see hips again. I can do crunch side crunches all day long and my body will never, it's just, it's just different now. So I, I totally understand when women talk about, you know, whether you get it through surgery or middle age or thickening in the middle, I got it. So the French talk actually kind of helps kind of create the illusion of some curves, I think. A I didn't even know it was called a French tuck. Yeah. I didn't either. Yeah. I, I have avoided showing my ways for several years because it's, I feel like, I feel like when I try to accentuate it with a belt, it just accentuates the fact that it's not as small as it ought to be. Well, which that's is like French the opposite. Because you've got the fabric kind of hanging over. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. So you give the illusion. So the front of it looks like you it's cinching in a bit, but you're not actually showing your waist. Uh -huh. so it, it doesn't, it's actually beneficial for women that don't have a tiny waist. 
you know, it's and mm-hmm. it kind of creates the illusion. And I'm all about the illusion. So um, yes, I'm yeah. gonna keep practicing. It yeah, sounds perfect for me. So I'm gonna keep practicing so I don't look like a four year old when no, I do. <laughs> you don't. You don't. And you know, I think I think that a lot of women <clears throat> then tend to wear baggier clothes as they get older, and I find that to be very unflattering. You know, it's it's like um, you're trying to hide stuff. And so then there's a ton of fabric and mm-hmm. it, it doesn't, it, I don't think it does things for the figure as much. They just look like a lot of fabric, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I always joke about like that. I, I think women shouldn't give in to Chico's and I know that's terrible. Cause I know they make some clothes that are cute. I'm not trying, but it's like just sort of that to me giving up. Um, and I feel bad. So sorry, Chico's. But, no. uh. <laughs> I'm just laughing because every once in a while, I will find something there that I really like and my friends make fun of me. So right. that's why I'm, that, if I'm making a face, I'm laughing. I know Susan's looking at me going, Heather likes Chico's. <laughs> you know, I'm learning not to make, now the only thing, I'm learning not to make fun of things because um, it always comes back to bite you in the butt. It does. Uh, the only <laughs> exception for me are Crocs. So that is like not happening ever. Um, Me either. There's never an excuse. Well, unless you're a doctor or a nurse, I hear, you know, they're uh, not, they're not even supportive. They have absolutely no support. They're not, they're not. But you know, like I think Crocs only, Crocs and overalls only look good on children and little children. I mean, by the time they're 10, I even think you've aged out. So, (laughs) you know, but that, that, those are the two things like I just don't bend on or, you know, oh, and a crop top if you're over. So oh, yeah. that's a, um, nice. yeah, that's a no <laughs> Yeah. And I'm going to add one more thing to it and you may have one of these. So don't get mad and hang off if you do, but a mini van. I mean, I just, from the beginning, I just said, that's never going to happen. No, no, me too. No, I'm with you on that one. No. I just, and my friends that have them love them. You know, they do. I've got some friends that have them and I'm always the first one to be like, Hey, do one of you want to drive? Like we go do a, a run to like Costco. I'm like, I got the membership. You got the car. Let's go. You know, cause I know we can put a ton of stuff in there and I get it. The, the doors close automatically. I mean, it's, it's definitely, uh, you know, I, I'm never going to drive one, but I, I can see why some people love them because it, it is quite nice to be able to like you know, set it and forget it, so to speak. But I, um, yeah, no, no, I, I drive, I, I drive SUVs. I, I feel yeah. safe in an SUV anyway. I just yeah. find we have, um, especially up where I live and we have snow, there's four wheel drive. Like I just feel, and it's, it's funny you bring that up because, um, I need to get a bigger car. Cause I've got a, I bought an SUV a little, cause I don't like big car. The other thing is I don't want to drive a bus. You know, <laughs> I've only got two kids. I don't need a Heather bus. and I drive the buses. Oh, we have Heather and I like the giant SUVs. <laughs> yeah, which is fine. I just see I like to drive. Like I I love fast cars and I used to drive stick and like I like to drive. Um so I I worked really hard to find an SUV that I like that drove like a car. Okay. I don't want to drive a truck, but I want like the SU, I want the four-wheel drive. I want to, you know, that. So I worked hard. My husband drives an SUV that drives like a truck. I drive one that drives like a car. But now when I bought it, my kids were little 
and it turns out they're going to be giants. I should have thought of that before. I've got these <laughs> giant boys already. I can feel their legs going into my back seat when I'm driving. You know, it's too small. I knew I needed to get a new car and I waited, you know, cause I'm just, I also get attached to cars. I'm like one of those people that like, like, Mark, oh yeah, too. My car, mm-hmm. is going on t- my my suburban is going on ten years old. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm the same way. I I don't think I, I could lease a car. I'm just like no, no. no. It's like an appendage for me. I'm not exactly. getting yeah. my, my car. My kid. car. You know. Yes. Like yeah, I, I get emotional when I get cars. When I yeah, get cried, and I I'm gonna be getting rid of this car, and I'm already like, you know. So I ordered. <laughs> So like a lunatic, I, I, I started going down this, ho- this rabbit hole of trying to find a, an SUV with a third row that drives like a car. Now, do I need the third row? No. I mean, not on a daily basis, but I want, it, I want to have it in case I need to pick up someone's kids yeah. or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I go on this <clears> whole <throat> thing now. I want a third row that I'm not really going to use, but it has to be there and my car needs to well, unbelievable the things. I mean, you wouldn't believe how many cars I test drove. And, you know, <laughs> so I finally make up, I make up my mind and we're in a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was fun. Um, so I, th- now all these dealerships, I'm t- talking to people. Of course, I want a deal because that's the way right. I roll. And you have to take what's on the lot because they're not making cars. They weren't making cars. And I'm like, but I don't want to pay $2,000 for that, those ridiculous running boards and the, you know, the whole, like the things I don't need. I don't want to be paying money for and not get the things I want. So I finally ordered a car and God knows when it's coming in. Well, I can't wait to hear what you decided on. Are you sharing this or are you going to wait? And I'm going to, I, I, I kind of got, well, my friends know like what, I, but to like share it here, my, my, my concern is I might not get it. Well, <laughs> you know what? What if my mom hears it and Susan's sister? That'll just be crazy. <laughs> our, our two listeners. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, it, and the other thing too is like, okay, well, so you have to understand, I um, I I lost my my mom passed away at the beginning of the pandemic. Not not COVID related. It was completely, and um, so she was like. Oh, thank you. Sorry about that. It's been hard. And she, it, long story short, there's a whole bunch of stuff that went behind it. But like, you know, I'm like an older woman now and my mom wanted to buy me a car. Right. And I'm like, are you crazy? Well, she wouldn't let it go. She just would not let it go. So finally, literally, she's pretty much on her deathbed. And I'm like, fine. I don't want to, you know, cause I don't want to talk about it. I'm like, mom, it's not important. This isn't important. You know, this is she just, she's like, I really, she wouldn't let it go. And so finally I'm like, mom, I'll get the car. Eventually I will get a car. And so this is, this is the car that, you know, so I'm buying it, you know? And I was thinking, I I was thinking maybe I'll lease a car now, you know, like this is before my mom got sick or whatever, like the next car, maybe I'll lease because, you know, then I can get a new one. And, but I know I get attached to cars. And, and now when my mom said that, I'm like, I got to buy this car. So I'm buying it. So I'm getting what I want. Well, good. So I'll put it that way. I've ordered everything I want on this car. I'm getting the color I want. I'm getting the interior I want, the two of which are not usually 
made together, but I had to order, I special ordered it. So Ooh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> they, they just, they looked at me at the dealership. Like we don't usually put that combination together. I'm like, well, you're going to know. So, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. And it's going to look great. Oh, it will. <laughs> it will. It's the color combination I have now. It's just a different man. It's a different make of car. So the mm -hmm. one I have now makes this color combination um, and this other car manufacturer does not normally, but they're going to for me. I mean, not, it's not, you know, I'm not yeah. paying extra for it. It's just, you have to order it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I have this whole thing about like my, my father, this is kind of funny. My father always loved Navy cars. And when I got my mom's car when I first got my driver's license and she was like, please get your license. She like literally was more excited about me getting my driver's license than I was <laughs> because she didn't have to drive me anywhere anymore. And she was so sick of That's us. Yeah. Yep. Like, You're the <laughs> so, so I got her Navy station wagon with, oh, nice. <laughs> with, with beige interior and her initials on the car door were painted on the car door. It was horrifying. <laughs> So, I mean, that was horrifying. Is that a Buffalo thing to have your initials on your car door? It was like a preppy thing back then. It was preppy. Oh, I've never heard of that. Yeah, it had a little stripe and my mom's initials on the car door. Her initials were J-A-D, so we called it the Jadmobile. And or my friends did. So for my 17th birthday, my father took my car that day, put a new tape, a tape deck into the car, which was very nice of him and had them paint over the initials. Cause I just got teased constantly and mercilessly, you know, for that. <laughs> so that was, and then when I was in college, my brother got that car and I needed a, a, another car and he bought, he goes, his friend owned a car dealership and went and bought me like the bottom of the barrel Jeep Cherokee it had like the no, nothing power in it, you know, it, it rolled the windows down. It had no car. It was like rubber floors. It, it was, it, but I didn't care. I loved it. And he calls me from the dealership and he goes, Lauren, um, you hear the choices that you can have. Cause he bought it, you know, off the lot. He's going to buy like the cheapest one they had. And he goes, so here are your choices. You can either have Navy or midnight. And I'm like, what's the difference? And he goes, this isn't one. You're getting a Navy car. So, <laughs> I got my second Navy car. So after, at some point, uh, you know, when I was buying my own cars, I was like, I'm never driving Navy again, ever. So, you know, I never bought a Navy car. That was the end of Navy. I didn't, you know, I'm like, I don't like Navy. That's my dad's thing. And I'm, you know, the captain of my own ship. I'm going to buy my own color. So I did. And, um, you know, I got black and silver and whatever. My father, so I, I'm married. We moved we move out here. My dad was looking for new cars and his health wasn't great. And he had a hard time getting in and out of an SUV, but he needed four wheel drive because they lived in Buffalo. And I'm like, dad, I saw the greatest car. There was this Audi all road station wagon. Me telling my father to get a station wagon <laughs> after I swore <laughs> we'd never drive a station wagon. He goes and he sees it and he's like, oh my God, I ordered, I'm getting one. What color dad? It's Navy. Of course. <laughs> right. So he gets Navy with black leather interior. Okay. I loved this car. I'm like, oh my God, I cannot believe how much I love this car. And it's a Navy station wagon, which I vowed I would never, ever drive. He passes away 
and I'm given the car. So I'm driving my dad's Audi station wagon, um, which I loved. And I loved yeah. this. He I would drive one. That oh, was cute. Cute. It yeah, was great. And they don't make it anymore. They stopped making this exact, this kind that he had, but I had it, I had little kids and I, you know, it was getting high on the mileage. And, and my husband was like, I think we ought to get rid of it because it didn't have like the right airbags and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I'm looking at new cars. I take it to Audi. I pull in and I'm like, listen, I want, I'm looking at black on black. That's what I want. Black car, black leather interior. And the guy goes, um, and I said, oh, and I have, I might have this trade in. Now it was breaking my heart to get rid of my dad's car. You have no idea. I almost had a meltdown like when I sold it. And the guy comes out and he goes, look, he goes, first of all, you need to sell this car on Craigslist because you'll get more money for it because they don't make it anymore. He goes, but secondly, he goes, you know, I have the car that you want in this exact same color combination. I can do better on the price. And I'm like, I look up at the sky. And I'm like, damn you, dad. Damn you. <laughs> it's a Navy car for you or nothing. It's Navy, right? So I, honest to God, honest to God, I knew it was my father. And I, I mean, I, I left and now I love it so much that I will never, ever drive another color combination ever. It's like, that's, that's so funny how we end up like our parents. No, and I feel, I, feel, I feel connected to my father in a weird way. Yeah. yeah. You know? And I know he's just laughing that, you know, I'm driving. <laughs> and now I love it. Like I see, I see a Navy car and it makes me happy. You know, it just, oh, you know, that's great. That's all yeah. that matters. It just, if it sparks joy, that sparks is all joy. that matters. Yes. It, it really does. And it's so funny because uh, this is how crazy I sounded. So I'm looking at cars now or, you know, and I walk in and I, I'm like, it comes in Navy and they're like, no, I'm like, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Navy or nothing, baby. Navy or bust. Navy. I'm amazed how many how many and it's got to be like a certain navy it can't be like a super bright it's got to be i like navy almost black mm -hmm. so I, you'd be, be amazed how many car companies are no longer making navy and i'm like gotta go bye <laughs> <laughs> y'all we are all so strange aren't we Isn't it? i know we are and all so strange I just wanted to break in real quick and tell you a little bit about our friend Rosalind Holiday. She is an artist from Dothan, Alabama, and she painted the most beautiful portrait of my home. I can't wait for you to see it. We're going to post it in our stories this week, and you can see it there, or you can go on rholiday.art. It's R-H-O-L-L-A-D-A-Y dot art on Instagram and you can also find her at rholidayart.com and view all of her work. But she is so talented. It's the perfect time to order a piece, a commission piece for your home or as a gift. Please go check her out. Let us know what you think. Now we'll get right back to Lauren. The funny thing is, is like I wear a ton of black. Like I, I do like navy. I mean, I'll wear it, but like, it's not like a color that's in my life that my, but my car's navy that's it that's, that's you that, that's <laughs> how we can we'll we'll know it's you when we come back to new york and see your name because oh, yeah. you don't see those very often no you don't which is why apparently a lot of car companies are no longer making that color so. 
clearly it's not yeah, speaking, speaking of the color blue lauren this will crack you up so susan and i took but we took both of our lpa ones to new york yes um, so it's been about five years ago so tiffany's we had to make the tour you know how all the little tourists traipse through tiffany's and ride up the elevator and we did all that we come back down susan knows what i'm about to say we come back down we're walking out the door and you know the doormen they are just beautiful they yeah. are beautiful that's like old new york too yep yeah yep. they're just beautiful so she looks at him and she says are you ready for this he's got these piercing blue eyes she says they're tiffany blue yeah they're tiffany blue. they match his tie she says mr tiffany there is nothing in that store that's as beautiful as you are oh that's what she said to him <laughs> you're kidding no <laughs> and our, our our girls just about died they were so embarrassed oh yeah Oh, he yeah. turned bright pink. I, I just really didn't think that he would be that bothered by it because I mean, literally, when I first looked at him, I thought it was Matt Bomer, you know, the the um the actor. Yeah, Matt yeah, Bomer. yeah. Uh -huh. I thought it. I did. I was like, what are you? Wait. I mean, this guy was gorgeous. So I really thought, oh, he hears this all the time. He was bright pink. I mean, just yeah, bright pink. That's that's yeah. That that's not like a New York. I don't know. New Yorkers are like say a lot of things that shock me, you know, because uh -huh. I remember coming to New York with my mom and stuff and my parents when I was little and I'm like, oh, like, the, you know, you'd get these cab drivers that had these stories and they go on and on, you know, and I'm like, wow, you know, so that <laughs> is pretty funny. And besides, you know what? I live to horrify my children. Like yeah. I really, like, I'm, like, yes. I'm like, <laughs> they're like, yeah, I'm like, good. You know, so I, I do. So I, 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 yes, I can see your kids being horrified and I can see myself like laughing my head off. Okay. Sure. Speaking of horrifying your children, I yes. saw you've got a blog post. It is the seven fall fashion trends you should avoid in 2020. Oh yeah. Uh, we want to know before we go, cause we know you, you got a busy day. We want to know your thoughts on your seven fall or just a few of them. What should okay. we never wear this fall? Okay, let me hold on. Don't kill me. I gotta bring it up because I no, just want to. Okay, because you're. I should have told you that we that we wanted to. No, know no, no. It's him. okay. Listen, I, I mean, I'd like to say that I know these, you know, by heart. Right. But I don't. Well, you've had a lot going on since you posted this, but we we yeah, just want to make sure, don't we, Susan? That because mm -hmm. Susan and I, we're you know, we're not the experts, the fashion experts. So we want to make well, sure that we don't break any of these rules. You know what? We, we made sure because, I mean, let's be honest here. I think nobody is really gives a rat's, we say a rat's ass, but um, about We fashion. say that too. Okay. <laughs> right. I don't think anybody cares about fashion this year so much. Like, you know, my, my whole thing is like, just try to get out of the sweatpants once in a while. And put on some clothes that actually you know fit um but so we kind of went made sure that we picked out some of the looks that that should be pretty obvious we would hope but i also i also want to say that i i have learned in my middle age not i'm not as judgmental so i think women really should wear whatever the hell they want to wear and whatever they feel comfortable in. I mean, I, to me, I think in middle age, you need to feel confident 
So whatever makes you feel confident. So even these seven fashion trends that you really should avoid, if you don't, I don't care. You know, I'm not, I don't care. So, um, you know, you're not going to arrest anybody, the fashion point. You know, it's funny when we first started our first blog or second city style with second city style back then, we used to do this, like sort of like our own version of the fashion police. And we were, it was like, I look back, I'm like, oh my God, how mean was I? How mean were we? You know? And I'm like, (laughs) you know, I'm like, I'm much more, much more understanding, much kinder, much, I just, I just don't care. I just think women should. Okay. So, but one that really can, and I think this is pretty obvious, but one of the trends that we have here are the schoolgirl look, you know, I mean, come on. I think that goes without saying that if you're not, if like school is a complete, like not only in your rear view mirror, but so far back, you can't even remember, you shouldn't be wearing these. So no, um, I, I think that look is for people that are actually have to wear their school uniform or you can keep it in the bedroom. That should think, not right? go out in the street. <laughs> you would think. You would think. Um, okay. Uh, that that one goes without saying. Then we have, um, okay, the fringe one doesn't really bother me. Oh, shorts with boots and a long jacket. Like, really? Yeah, I don't yeah, like just, that. Well, I don't no. like, I don't like, I, I haven't had shorts on in a, in a few years now, really. Um, you know, I, I've found very thin pants and I wear a lot of skirts, longer dresses. Um, but, and I'm all for boots, but not together. And then there's a lot, the whole thing. It's just me. It's like too many looks and it's just not, it's just, yeah. Our, our weather's not right for that. Um, it's either like Friday, Friday I had on flip flops and then by Sunday I, I was wearing boots and my yeah. and my winter coat so it's it's one or the other but you can't do both at the yeah, same it, time it, it, it looks like you're just you can't make a decision yeah so um, <laughs> I, I don't I'm not a fan of this look but I, a lot of designers showed it now you know we got these by the way these are the trends from the runways okay uh-huh. so it's not okay necessarily, some of these don't really make it in the stores anyway so this mm-hmm. is just like the trend okay the other one um is side cutouts so you know the like so it's sort of like a bare midriff but, yeah you know, but it's it's like this illusion thing and i think like if you're over 40 they're 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 gonna be a problem and you know how are you gonna wear underwear you can't even wear like you know, <laughs> like, you know. my spanks would show it's just exactly. not gonna work your spanks would show you know, and I, I think that's, and then there's another one that was, now this was definitely for drama because I cannot see this really hitting stores, but there was a trend with big hips, but they were like really exaggerated. Okay. And we're not talking like Kim Kardashian big. We're talking like, like clownish big hips. Like 18th century French. Yeah. Where they would wear the. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Yeah. Oh. Like, like a Marie Antoinette kind of thing. Um, yeah, yeah, weird. No, I can't imagine any woman over the age of forty, um, you know, embracing that. But if you do, yeah. God bless you. And if you can figure out a way to make it look good and hip and trendy and whatnot, then God bless yeah, you. So we could be seeing these four to five years from now in the South because you know New York gets these fashions. Um, pretty much, you know, off the runway and they oh it, literally, it takes three to four years for it to trickle for fashions to trickle down and become mainstream. 
yeah, in, the, like, in small town Sal. Well, maybe small town, but like the thing that I'm noticing, and I think it's one of the reasons I've really kind of stopped. Like I used to go to fashion week all the time and I loved it. And then it just kind of became, eh, because now with fast fashion and the way things turn around and the cycle of the trends, it's all just like, it, it, it's too much. And I just, it's so fast now that you can't even enjoy one trend before there's another one. And, and I, you know, and the other thing too, is I think when you are middle, you know, in middle midlife, um, you learn what you should learn what looks good on you and you just sort of develop your own style. So these trends really don't affect you. Like I'll buy little bits and pieces of trends, but there are things that are staples that I wear year after year after year. And, and Carol, that's my, my business partner and I are always talking about cost per wear. So, um, you know, where to invest money, and spend money and like where to not spend a lot of money. So I always say on the things that you know that you're going to wear year after year, like those staples, that's where you should invest your money. And then if you want to buy something trendy and try it, that's what you buy at like Target or H&M or, you know, even Walmart is, I've been amazed by the way, since the pandemic, I've been amazed at some of the stuff I'm finding at Walmart, which terrifies me, but it's cool. Like in a good way. Um, Heather and I have been um, found in fashion at Walmart for years. Well, I did (laughs) it. Every now and then you walk by and you have to have it. Absolutely. But you know, it's funny. I I guess I was a little snobby and elitist about it. So, um, you know, I, and you know, but there is a part of me that also like thinks that you should buy quality over quantity. So I, I really instead of just buying a ton of stuff, you know, at Walmart, I'd rather see Mm -hmm. like, you can buy five sweaters, six sweaters at Walmart for the same money that you could spend buying like a nice cashmere sweater from, Mm -hmm. you know, Bloomingdale's or whatever. So, you know, I, I, my closet, because of what I do is definitely a little bit more of a mix. I, obviously I have probably more clothes than most women, but, um, but when it comes to the quality pieces that I invest Mm -hmm. in, um, you know, I, I have some pieces of clothing that I have been wearing for the past 15 years, sometimes 20 that, you know, I spent a lot of money on, mm-hmm. but I'm getting, but the cost per wear of it, because I wear it year after year, keeps going down. So um, then that's how I justify something. I know in my head, I really do. I'm not usually surprised by the fact that like, I spend a lot of money on something and I wear it to death because I, I realize that I do the research and I know it's something I really want and something I'm going to wear a lot. So, you know, spend the money on stuff, you know, you're going to wear for a long time on the classics, the classics, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's more responsible too for the environment. And that, that's so. sort of where I've sort of have this like love hate thing with Walmart because you know, it's this fast fashion stuff. This is the stuff that's clogging up our landfills. It's the stuff you get rid of really quickly. And you know, it's, it's not well made, but that's okay. You know, it, it serves a purpose. So I think as long as you buy just a f- couple pieces like that, um, it's okay. But I'm trying really to be more conscious of what I'm doing, you know, mm-hmm. of what I'm, I don't want to be creating more waste and it, it's sort of, but it's sort of this mixed message that we're getting because on one, one hand, you're being told not to do that. But on the other hand, there's all these, 
you know, you've got H&M and the Walmarts and the, and they just churn out the fashion really quickly. And if you want to be on trends, like I'm the first one to say, don't spend a lot of money on it. So then you go to Walmart, you go to, you go to H&M and, and, you know, the fast fashion target and all of that. And then you're creating waste. So I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, it's a vicious cycle. Balance. what you're doing, Lauren. We love yeah. everything. We love the message that you're getting out. I think it's so positive and so oh, good. Uh, we're just, we, in, we enjoy encouraging women and especially female entrepreneurs. And I feel like that that's what your whole message is. You're just, you encourage women. I try. I mean, I do. And I, I think it kind of took me a while to get here because, you know, when I started um, my first blog, you know, I was in my thirties and my life is, boy, a lot's happened. You know, I've married, um, had children, lost both my parents, you know, it's just life is happening and we just need to be as women, we just need to be a lot kinder and gentler with ourselves, but also with other women, you know, I mean, amen. You know, if you look at, if you look at what we've endured ourselves and you, obviously we have friends, we, we know what they've gone through. We know what we've gone through. So how can you not be kind to women. So there's, you know, part of me, I look back, as I said, and, you know, being judgmental and, and it's just like, really, that's such a waste. You know, I can't believe I wasted energy, even caring. So that's when I say like the 20, the 2020 trends you should avoid. Yeah. You know what? You want to wear a schoolgirl outfit? Go for it. If it makes you happy, <laughs> you know, who am I? I don't, you know, I just want, I just want women to feel confident and great in their own skin and you know because everything that we learn like the things that i know now i you know they say that like young is wasted on the youth um it's so true yes (laughs) yes if i knew what i know now but had the body and the skin that i had then oh my god the energy the energy energy, i could take on the world oh and not get the hangovers that i get hello that's (laughs) Oh my God. You know, like I, I, we, we could totally, women would completely rule the world. We would. We it's really true. Would. I agree. Well, I cannot wait for you to join us for our cocktail hour, Lauren. Oh my, is this, is it virtual or are you guys like it's on Instagram every Instagram Friday? Yeah. <gasps> oh my God. Yes. Totally. Tell me about it and I'll, I'll share it with my people and we'll. Okay. Yeah. We'll got it okay. going. Yeah, we'll put a date on the calendar. How about that? What kind of drinks do we make? Uh, we do. I do a different mixed drink every week. Okay, give me some examples. Okay, let's see. We have done a purple people eater. We have made a um, an Earl Grey bourbon cocktail. <gasps> really good. Oh, that sounds. Um, we did a, totally nice. We did a blackberry French seventy five. <gasps> I love French seventy fives. Oh my god. Uh, it was so good. Um, we did Those one that was like a tequila, tequila and pomegranate. That was called Persephone's Descent. Oh my god, really- I'm so in. I'm so in. Just don't make anything blue with me. I don't drink or eat anything blue. Just navy. Okay, well, navy. <laughs> I know. Isn't that crazy? No, but I'll eat blue. My kids are like, but you eat blueberries. I'm like, those are purple. Let's not kid ourselves, okay? But I have. <laughs> I have a thing with like blue drinks. I can't do it. Well, okay, when all well, this is over, Lauren, you're coming to Memphis. 
Oh my God, totally. You're coming I would to love to. We're headed to Graceland. Oh, <gasps> I've always wanted to go. Yeah, we're doing it. We're doing it. Oh my it. God. I think I just invited yeah. myself on your trip. No, you're, we're yes. doing it. We have loved it. This has been so much fun. Thank you so much, Lauren. This is Kim Dennison with Dennison Travel. Denison Travel is a boutique travel advisory, and we specialize in custom-making itineraries that are designed just for you. We handle each detail, big and small, so that you can sit back, immerse yourself in the experience, and enjoy the journey. When you're ready to travel again, we're here for you, so let us be your travel planning partner. Connect with us at denisontravel.com, and don't forget to follow us on social. Mm -hmm.